I looked up the phrase bunging hook on Google and... Bunging hook? I didn't see a bunging hook. Bunging hook. It's for it's for bunging. Barrel roll. <laughs> <laughs> yep. January 14th, 2009, and this podcast is equipped with a contextual real-time narrative walkthrough system. This is Idle Thumbs 14. Patent pending. And I'm Chris Remo. <laughs> I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Jake Rodkin. And we're joined today by special guest JP LeBreton from 2K Marin. Hey! Hey! Hi there. How's it going? Hi. Pretty pretty good. And uh, what's your what's your role up at up the, your the lead? I'm lead level designer. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean exactly? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I report to our lead designer, uh, and, uh, I oversee level development. Yeah. Like level designers, uh, such as, uh, hot scoops himself. Hey, there we go. Uh, oh, Steve Gainer. Steve Gainer. Um, yeah. Uh, very ask about hot scoops. So we're going to weigh up the 2k ladder. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're actually sitting on Steve's corpse. Right yes. Now. I, yeah, I, there, there can be only one. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So we have lots of levels in development, and uh, it's my job to keep an eye on them and make sure they're fun. I don't know. Sweet. Do you do yeah. actually a lot of hands-on level design, or do you not have as much time for that? I don't really get to, yeah. Uh, but um, but you put that Pac-Man in. A- as often as possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did level design on, on, uh, on, on the first Bioshock. And, uh, what, is, what does Pac-Man have to do with Bioshock? <laughs> what is yes. Pac-Man? I don't actually know this story. <laughs> oh, there's yeah. Pac-Man. I know that now, but yep. I don't know anything more than that. Well, there's a, uh, so yeah, th- this was a, this was, you don't read Kotaku mountain into a molehill, uh, thing. No, no, no. Uh, switch that around. Reverse it. Uh, yeah. So I, I was, uh, I was decorating the, uh, the, the farmer's market, uh, area of, uh, of the game uh-huh. one day. And, uh, I don't know. I was playtesting it or something. And, this uh, is a there real were... hot scoop. Yeah. This is where the hot scoops term sure, yeah. originally comes from. We're totally. trying to get Steve to it, say something about Bioshock development. So. Oh, no. Well, this is yeah. Bio One development. And, one yeah. being this is even hot. One scoops. of the most this boring, is... inane little bits of trivia you could possibly uh, think of. <laughs> but it's but it's retro game related, so you know it, it works. But um anyway, yeah, there is a cheese wheel in the farmer's market, uh in, in the in, in the Worley winery of uh, of you know in, in, in Rapture. And um and so yeah, the the cheese wheel is like situated next to some uh, bullet holes or something on the floor, such that it looks like, you know, and the cheese wheel of oh, course has one little slice yeah, yeah, taken yeah. out of it. And then there's some bullet holes on the floor from a firefight. And it looks like Pac-Man eating some pellets. So a hilarious thing was just that, uh, you know, uh, th- I, I put that down there uh, after like, I don't know, I, I was, I was play testing the level. And there was a firefight or something, and that cheese wheel used to be sitting up on the crate or something, and then it just tipped over in the middle of a firefight because things happen, and it fell over, and it's I was like, like, oh, and it was like rotated 90 degrees, and it was like, oh, that's almost a little Pac-Man, and so I put it <laughs> in there, and so then like six months pass, and then there's this, uh, you know, call from our producer, uh, 
to, to say, like, if there's anything that you would consider even remotely consider an Easter egg that might get us into legal trouble or anything like that, call it out now. Otherwise, we'll just be in big trouble later. So blah, blah, blah. And so I called I, I thought of that and called it out. And so, yeah, I, I it's possible that this, uh, you know, that I that I blew through a few thousand dollars worth of legal retainer fees or whatever, <laughs> checking whether or not it was OK to have a cheese it, wheel fake in. Pac-Man in Bioshock. Yeah, it shipped. And, and yeah, Kotaku found it like within a, or someone found it and posted it to 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 Kotaku or something uh, like a, a week after the game came out. Well, now you've got to like go to the next level and have the Assassin's Creed robes be an unlockable. Uh, yes. I guess in a first-person game, that's not meaningful. So you could say, <laughs> believe us, you could say yeah. seriously, you're wearing robes, you're wearing that shit. If yeah, you you're wearing the purple Assassin's Creed TM on your keyboard. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, you have yeah. to start it with, you preface it 2K. That's all the 2K cheat codes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 2K yeah. Assassin's Creed. 2K yeah, like, like ID, ID, yeah, D, DQD and yeah, the, yeah. ID Clev. Yeah, it's Hell yes. Which stands, any, anyone know what that stands for? What? Not off the top of my head. ID smashing pumpkins into small piles of putrid debris. Holy shit. Which I don't think Jesus. actually, which I don't think Scoops. actually has anything to do with the, <laughs> oh, yeah. which I don't actually think has anything to do with the band. It's like some Usenet joke from like the era that Doom was in development or something. Wow. And there was a weird little like shareware game or something called Doom. Smashing Pumpkins into Small Piles of Future Debris. And someone worked a reference to it into Doom. Which everyone gets. Yeah. <laughs> these, these are like, yeah, these are like big deal this games that stupid, like, but stupid trivia about them. Yeah, so Man. that's my yeah, sweet. Rad. That's our legacy. So we're done for this week. Thanks Stupid for things. <laughs> yes. Hope you enjoyed the scoops. Yeah, love well, cheese. Cool. I didn't know the, either of those facts. Quick. It's it's intensely so, silly. Uh, scoop quota is filled, and we cannot talk about scoops anymore. <sighs> Man, all right. What, what else are we going to talk about? Scoops. <laughs> sweet. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, Nick is back on the show after dying last yeah, week. Yeah, welcome back, Nick. Hey, thanks. I'm not dead. We actually got some... Wait, what? I'm just confirming that I'm not dead. Oh, oh, I thought you said I'm not better. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, get the hell out of my I'm, like, I'm suffering for you guys. I want to like, catch whatever <laughs> bullshit you have. Yeah. Yeah, Nick's actually on one of those sort yeah. of robotic beds right yeah. now. <laughs> His leg and like two two arms, both arms are uh, in weird casts hanging from like a hanging, an yeah. elaborate sort of yeah. metal Have you guys skeleton. ever actually seen someone in real life have that? In a body cast? In cartoons. Yeah, it's it's pretty horrific. I mean, I don't oh, wow. I don't even know if they do There's it probably much more anymore. Blue squishy foam and stuff and, and metal braces involved. Yeah. Less and less I'm hoping that medical technology has advanced past the Warner Brothers 1950 <laughs> right. yeah, technology. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, my friend one time, his mom actually slipped on a real banana peel backwards and like fell over. <laughs> she and died. He, yeah, well, she was hurt, obviously, but he couldn't stop laughing because it was like, cartoons are real. <laughs> right. He was really bad. I broke my coccyx. Yeah. Thanks. Did, did a, a weird sort of like, it's hilarious. A string section go <laughs> when that happened. Like, <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. Slide whistles just came out of nowhere. By the way, this is really weird um, and maybe stupid, but I was watching a bunch of Warner Brothers cartoons recently because I was at a friend's house and I guess I forget what channel, but some channel was doing, oh, Cartoon Network, I guess, was doing like an all day crazy Warner Brothers retrospective. Ooh. And hmm. the uh, the music is so goddamn cool. And it's interesting yeah. because all that's, a lot of that stuff, if you watch sessions of them recording the music, it's they actually record it in all that crazy fits and stops and tempo mm-hmm, changes. Mm-hmm. And it, it made me think about sort of how insane that is and like how 
when you, I mean, thinking about a video game soundtrack, those guys were basically doing the equivalent of like a really crazy interactive soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. totally different than scoring a film where it's like yeah, you, yeah. you end up cutting, you end up cutting in a film the scene to match the music, and that's, that's not always true. Well. That, yeah, that's true. I guess that's traditionally how it was, but not, maybe not so much. Yeah, so the film I've scored seen, with the composer just watching the. the, yeah, the oh yeah, no, I know. But then in the final cut, they'll they'll make it, it up. But I mean, they do that, and in some cases, that was done. I, I was reading actually, and in some cases, they did that with cartoons too, where some of these composers would literally just go and write an insane piece of music yeah. that they figured <laughs> would work with a cartoon, and then they would end up cutting the cartoon to fit that. But a lot of times they would just end up like the composer would just, or I'm sorry, the conductor would just conduct it to like whatever tempo yeah. and times they needed. Whatever and, Bugs Bunny was doing. Yeah. Right. And just like spaz out and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. beautiful. I mean, yeah, it's actually looking at cues in the thing. That's Wouldn't totally, it be, it's like I'm use the LucasArts like thing. The LucasArts thing. That's yeah. true. Wow. And I want it brought back, but we can't now because we have to have live instruments that sound perfect and, well, you we're know, getting, wave we're table and stuff. We're getting close to that. I mean, we're not. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, if you, you could eventually get the audio fidelity that you could have enough channels running of actual live instruments that you could probably do far more right. dynamic mixing. I mean, you probably need yeah. actual like yeah. sound acceleration on a like a dedicated board. I don't think but, sound acceleration is supported anymore. Yeah, it, well, it kind of acceleration is probably not the right word, but I mean, there's plenty okay, of I mean, cards that like, do like have their own onboard processors. I, I think nowadays, actually, like machines are powerful enough to do all of that mixing and software. Like hardware accelerated sound is apparently something that went nowhere. Like I don't know, really that's, okay. that's what a few I, I, programmer folks that I trust. Uh, I have told heard that me, it was in part like Vista apparently doesn't have a whole lot of support for hardware audio acceleration. Uh, I was told this by Doug, uh, another Idle Thumbs guy who worked with Telltale. He said that it was in part uh, because it was dying out, but also in part because it's. Uh, Going through that uh, outboard hardware acceleration was sort of an open hole in for uh, like rights management. So apparently, oh, apparently, oh, the oh, of course, hole. apparently, of course, yeah. apparently, apparently, the analog <laughs> hole, the a hole was plugged. Uh, <laughs> it will rape you through an analog hole. Jan.com. Oh. oh, but I don't, I don't know. That was a horrible thing to say when a guest was here. <laughs> That is did a you, you just there are guests an, in the house, young man. <laughs> you analog hole. <laughs> plug you right up. A, a, yeah, analog holes definitely you have really a hole? warmer, fatter, really? thicker sound than digital holes. You know, as is, is what audiophile is. Digital what, holes are so well protected these what, days. You just oh, can't get man. at them. That's uh, okay, mom. There we go. I mean, we went I'm there. The analog hole. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was referring to outdated audio formats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, by the way, for those who don't know what iMuse is, but because probably a lot of people it's don't, it's an interactive mm. muse. <laughs> uh, it, it does scare me to think muse. that. Yeah, it, it does scare me to think that there are people who might be too young to know what iMuse is. That but yeah, too. Yeah. It's, but a lot it, of people probably. Just hey didn't kids, grow up. let me tell you about MIDI. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, a lot of people didn't grow up playing PC games. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the iMuse was the interactive music system that LucasArts used in a lot of their uh, adventure. In I guess all of their scum adventure games. From like Monkey Island on Monkey Island, Monkey Island two, two. Uh, Monkey Island two, on, Monkey Island yeah, two right. until and like technically they used it in Grim Fandango and stuff, yeah, but you know true. like it, it kind of lost something when well, you started stringing yeah, like pre-recorded all that stuff tracks together. Tracks, now, admittedly, yeah. the pre-recorded tracks were beautiful because it yeah. was like Michael yeah. Land, yeah. Peter McConnell, Once Clint Bajakian. Once they got up to, to Grim Fandango, it was mostly just using that system for loop markers and segues yeah. between yep. scenes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And doesn't that? And I thought I, I think it tied directly. The other cool, the thing, the reason they were able to use it a lot, you know, like on a really micro level and stuff like Monkey Island two was just that it tied into the actual game scripting because they were one in the same basically like a scum event right. would fire when someone mentioned LeChuck and it would play his theme it would weave his theme into the mix and then, Man, that and stuff then also used just between ever between screens like because they were all yeah. discrete screens yeah. it was you know it was all 
Yeah, there's no camera saying right. yep, there was no camera. Right. Painting. It was just yep. yeah. Yeah, and yeah. in some cases you would like you would be in a major locale like Wood Tick and Monkey Island Two, and you would go into a particular guy's shop, and it would be a variation on the main theme that used some different yeah, they instruments. Would, they would, like and, lace in additional. Yeah, that, yeah, lines. that environment that the first beautiful. place you're at in Monkey Island Two. Like continues to blow my mind in terms yeah. of the best yeah. interactive music ever yeah. made in a game. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and it's, it's that crazy. one collection of rooms in that town is just like yeah. It's it's really worth honestly for those people listening who who didn't play the early LucasArts event. I guess those were like the mid era LucasArts adventures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really worth getting Monkey Island Two just as an example, and because uh, Monkey Island Two is almost more of a remake of Monkey Island One than a sequel. Like it's a sequel, but it's kind of the same plot again in a lot of ways. Um, with, with very few of the same puzzle and gameplay elements. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they're totally different games. Like, they're it's worth so it's playing like a both. Sequel. Well, it's not though, really. I mean, I guess, it, it's I a continuation guess. of the story. So, I mean, yeah. it's a sequel in the I traditional guess that's sense. True. Yeah. Anyway, it, they're both worth playing. If you have time, they're both worth playing. But if you only could play one, Monkey Island Two is probably better. Yeah. And the uh, the interactive music stuff that goes on in that game is just awesome and pretty far superior to like most stuff that yeah. people have done I mean, in interactive. Yeah. Music. I mean, Monkey Island Two was the was the game on which. The, all the LucasArts composers, who many of whom were also, I guess, uh, computer science students and programmers. Yep. Uh, like that game was the game that they built the system for. So you can tell that oh, it's a okay. bunch of it's a bunch of composer slash programmers showing off to the max, and it's really impressive. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. 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 I think it was like uh, Michael was Michael Land a programmer? Yeah. Mike, yeah Eric Land Wilmunder. And in fact, now or, in yeah. fact, now Michael Land is mainly a programmer. I think. Is he? I think. I think wow. that Michael Land and Peter McConnell are, have some sort of tech startup, which is just some sort of interactive media mashup project. Yeah, which is mainly like nice actual software development. As yeah, they've to... they've said that the, what they want it to be is some sort of like they wanted to take the notions behind iMuse and apply it to video and and imagery and I oh, have no idea cool. what that actually means, but it's I a don't know what pitch. that would be with video, but yeah. So, yeah. Well. Anyway, yeah. Monkey Island 2, if you can get over the sort of retro sound of like the ad-lib uh instrumentation, you know, it's 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 old school, it's like FM synthesis, so it kind of sounds like a chip tune sort of not. Uh if you can get over that, then it's probably the closest thing that our medium has come to that wacky Bugs Bunny live orchestration yeah. stuff. That's that which is beautiful. thing to attempt if you made an, if you were to make an actual Looney Tunes game these days. To actually have like mm, yeah. Yeah, as, you, as your amazing, guy walks yeah. up a stair, that was there. Awesome. go that 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 you could almost do it. I mean, there's some things that there are games that sort of like Mario Galaxy had some of that. Like when you're doing menus and stuff, and it would sort of build. Yeah, but it wasn't like little. No, I know it wasn't as cool that. But I'm just saying, or like the thing when you're rolling on the ball in Mario Galaxy, and the music sort of gets more and more wacky as you get as you accelerate, and but. It's not quite the same degree as the da, 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 da. no no one, I mean, one of the, that'd be amazing. One of the really tough things about that is that it re- it would require like having a compositional conceit ahead of time, like knowing that okay, well the player has only touched one stair so far, You'd but we had better to, queue up the bup, bup, yeah. Bup, 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 stuff. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think well, like I mean animators have that same problem. You know what I mean? With like how much do you want to lead into the guy doing the full animation? Like, yeah, especially with an analog stick, like how far mm-hmm. into it are you yep. gonna go without making it look like all of a sudden yep. it just stops? Yeah, it's the jump control problem yeah. kind of written into into music. And actually, yeah, like in one of John Blow's recent talks, uh, he was he was kind of using that argument to I think discredit interactive st- like the idea of a of a tr- of a really full on interactive drama manager engine because. Because it's it's like you have to know like ahead Ernest, of time what the player player's. is going to do and the player being a force of chaos and all. Like you don't know if the player is going to continue to go up those stairs, so right. you don't know whether or not to start playing the bump 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 thing or do something else that would be hilarious. I would even be fine with know. that type of thing only yeah, really yeah. existing in situations that are essentially 100 percent linear. Mm, like I, yeah. I sometimes yeah. really, I yeah. sometimes really like when games do things that that very consciously play on the idea of forced action, like in 
like in No More Heroes, there's this one of my favorite like single moments in that game, and it happens all the time, is when you're going to like a boss battle. And then the camera kind of like hands around and zooms up at your character from a low angle. And then there's an A button prompt. And all you can do is press A. And then when you press A, he brings out his sword. And it's like oh, yeah. at any time, yeah. it would do that any no matter what. But it's like they go out of their way to frame this very mundane action in a very dramatic way. Right. And, and then, then you get to go. Yeah. And then you just go <laughs> think and you press it. And it's this hilarious like juxtaposition of a very, very mundane action right. with yeah. a hilarious presentation. It's like right. the equivalent of in a in a sort of like... I don't know, ironic cartoon or something where they make a big deal about a big dramatic scene and then someone breaks it with a fart. It's like the <laughs> yeah. equivalent of that, yeah. but less overplayed. Well, no but really sort of inverted it. because the presentation is super over the top, but the player's input, yeah. It, it, I mean, the, the real equivalent of that in a game, I guess, would be like you do some super involved control sequence. Oh, no, it's like, uh, it's like, the, it's like Dan's fireball in Street Fighter, you know? <laughs> like you do like a normal fireball move, but it's like tiny and it only goes like one one foot or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it, it's a big impressive <laughs> attack, but, be, you know, your guy's lame and it comes out, you know, it's, it's the mapping <laughs> yeah. between, you know, in, input and, effect and, and, and output right. or something. Yeah. But that would be an amazing thing to see someone try. I mean, maybe that's what. Uh, well, I guess Disney's different, but it'd be, I mean, they it'd still be, have that style. Of it'd stuff. Be, yeah, not as much, but it'd oh, be if, sweet if Warren Spector's like oh, the Warren Spector's game, yeah. epic Mickey game. Yeah, it turns out, oh, it's, yeah. it's a silly yeah. symphonies game. <laughs> that would be rad. Yeah, that would be yeah. cool, and it takes place in the, that weird universe where like people are tubas and trumpets and stuff. And oh my god, <laughs> and everyone <laughs> yeah. moves in loops. Actually, you know, because yeah. like you know, just like like going way back to the like the style of a 1920s cartoon or something, yeah, where they were still awesome, yeah. figuring stuff out, and like everything is super over animated. You know, oh yeah, Jake. Linked, you linked some of that Cartoon Network stuff, like some of those early Cartoon Network, like uh, like the Groovies. Oh, the Cartoon Network Groovies, like yeah. the soul coughing thing. That yeah, was they just take a bunch advantage of all oh, that yes. style, where everything yeah, is those right. like really discrete loops that that everything is like in a very like yep. rhythmic pattern. Where yeah, uh, I remember the soul coughing one specifically, and yeah, yeah that's like that a racetrack awesome. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. That would actually be a, a sweet and weird universe for a video game. Like, yeah. Yeah, not, yeah like, probably not the always looping where you, where you can get hit by it with a two by four and split into fifteen small versions of yourself who sort of dance around and then reassemble. Or, totally, yeah, yeah. You, know, you sort of swing around and I your mean, stomach be, disconnects and swings. That in would a big be arc. a pretty cool way to make the Prince of Persia like you can't die thing actually hilarious and awesome. Instead of just like oh, I guess your buddy just saves you every single time you do anything wrong. Right. Like oh, I guess you split new million pieces and then reform, or like I guess your eyes like jump thirteen feet out of your skull. And well, uh, or, or specifically like in a platformer type thing your legs continue walking and but your body stays still <laughs> and then your legs just kind of like loop you know notice the thing and right. and yeah like for, run back unfortunately like you know th- this is it's great but like the like How infuriating games are too serious play. now <laughs> well yeah, that's well, the thing you know the, uh, it's like we we can't do that because oh no that would be too, way too silly and yeah like you know where's that, the sort of like prohibition era gta style game that is set in the universe of oh of, my god of 30s cartoons that would be truly yes. amazing yeah. yeah jesus yeah with like uh warner brothers mugsy the gangster or something you know and <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. With that crazy, just like big band music, just like really mm-hmm, horns mm-hmm. fucking everywhere. Yep. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. play tubas and loops. Sweet. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, with the eyeball that comes out, you, you could actually <laughs> you could actually use game. some of the the repetition that is uh, you know a part of a lot of game. <laughs> Your loops city actually consists as, of just three buildings over and over yeah. again. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's three buildings actually, that scroll I mean, by and they bop in time with the music and all that kind of stuff. That yeah. would actually be. I mean, this is a. I might have already mentioned this on podcast before, so if I did, sorry, and you guys can stop me, but like in a previous episode, but I really love... No, no. Ah, well, sorry about that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, no, I really love the moment in Metal Gear Solid 3 when you're climbing up a ladder. You, you're oh. in this cave, and you're, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The infamous ladder? Yeah, I love it. It's my favorite part in that whole game. <laughs> you, you, go into a, you go into a cave, and 
and you you rest there and you do some shit and then you've got to infiltrate a base and i guess for some reason this ladder goes up into the base that you need to go and i don't remember why and you start climbing up this ladder and you're in like a rock carved out rock tunnel and you go up and you're just climbing this ladder and climbing this ladder and it's just silent and maybe here you some water dripping or something and nothing's happening and you just see the textures constantly scroll by and f- eventually after like five minutes of this shit you're like what the hell is going on like i've been pressing up on the controller <laughs> for like five minutes and nothing's fucking happening this is bullshit <laughs> like what where wh- did am i doing something wrong and then you start to think maybe it's like zelda like zelda one like maybe i've got to know oh like yeah gotta go yeah. back or something forward, but there's forward, only, right. but there's only well, two ways to go it's just up or down and you're like well i'll try going down and then i went down and eventually i got to the bottom again and i'm like well fuck yeah, and yeah. so i go up and i just keep going and for like 10 minutes i'm probably not actually 10 minutes but a fucking many minutes yeah pressing up going up and then all of a sudden like you, you start to hear these very quiet strains of the james bond-esque theme song to the game sort of just like waver in and like and and sort of hover there for a while and then go away and then you're like yeah. what is going on it's, it's the you, sound of hideo kojima hurting you yeah physically and then you keep going <laughs> up and then eventually you just get to the base and that's it and like that's the sequence <laughs> yep and it was my favorite goddamn thing in that game because it really was i mean it's like what you say hideo kojima hurting you really was the time when i'm like jesus someone <laughs> made this game and this is their hand like yeah. slapping me in the face like yeah no no I mean, and you liked it authorship is like so incredibly present right now i don't even know if he was trying to make a point or not i mean i, I don't know what exactly the, that was <laughs> some guy thought for, that was funny like, and had the authority I, to get away with putting right. yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i think oftentimes happens, like, in kojima's case it's him being impish but yeah like yeah, you know i like that though i mean i like that in a video game like it's possible you can get away with that you know what i mean you couldn't do that in yeah. a film unless you were some crazy like german like expressionism <laughs> right. like you well know. actually again in in like a comedy movie or something like something that was pretty over the top I like like a like a could pull that off i guess that's probably true. yeah well yeah. coen brothers could pull it off and it would be like a whoa they're they're whoa are they serious oh man yeah i guess they just they just really yeah, wanted us to look at that but i mean in a, in a, no yeah, yeah no, i mean it's a fair point um but, whereas yeah like a comedy movie or something like if there was a i go, mean boom, yeah boom, boom, there are like entire sho- <laughs> there are entire shows and stuff that you know kind of use the anti-comedy thing well, like it's like family you know, guy some, and the like, yeah, bandage yeah right but, yeah someone so yeah someone says a joke and it just you know time goes on and stuff like that yeah like comedy i think comedy has mined that territory much more because it's tougher than uh than to to do in drama yeah but, but jokes I mean, that's, and video that's what games. i liked about it in metal gear Solid 3 though is that it wasn't i mean if that was happening in a comedy it would be very overt and maybe you'd be annoyed at first and then you'd get the joke in the way it was in metal gear Solid 3 you're never sure if it's a joke right. or if it's supposed to represent something or if it's just some weird thing like maybe they needed to load the thing and they wanted right, to have a yeah, dynamic yeah. like actually not, but you, you know. never know if it's a joke kind of sums up the entire metal gear series series for me because those are the moments it's, I like it's it, totally though. unclear those are the moments i yeah, like it. yeah i don't it, like when it gets too serious yeah, about it absolutely it's bullshit. absolutely it's yeah. stupid. but then like the ape escape apes appear right exactly yeah (laughs) i think it's that it goes from being like yeah on that cool knife edge where it's like you know postmodern if you will but then when it takes itself seriously it's like no really it really is awesome that snake is standing there holding a knife or loading his gun or something and i'm like i don't that's actually not that's not that's that's not that cool goofy that's not that cool i've seen action movies they're better and you know yeah no i agree completely that's (laughs) i mean i yeah i agree anyway um so yeah, cartoon game. Someone make that, please. Yeah. Someone make yeah, a crazy please. fucking '30s era gangster Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's actually a game that I wanted to make for like five years. Oh, You're really? More likely yeah. to get like Looney Tunes Lego. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, actually like, what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anyone also alternatively wants to fund a uh, 
a weird 1930s Warner Brothers uh, mob GTA style game, Idle Thumbs Games could quickly be formed as a limited liability company. There you go. Yeah. So you know, hot scoops. Hot scoops. Yeah. I mean, I gotta Publishers. say, like the the opportunity. I mean, Take this note. this might be like a few degrees too far to actually be applicable, but I feel like stuff like that would really. I don't mean that specific idea, but an idea like that, like perhaps that idea, could be the kind of thing that actually branches out in a way that, for example, I mean, just because you're here at Bioshock, like I have a friend who really only ever paid attention to Bioshock because he saw some commercials on TV and he was like, wow, that is crazy. That's like this crazy art deco thing. And like, Mm. look at that weird, like what a crazy concept. And he got really excited just about the setting and how it looked and everything and didn't really know anything about it as a game and didn't really care that it was Mm. the first person shooter that evolves or whatever they called it. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It was like genetics or something. I don't know. Yeah. he just got really excited about the setting. And I, I, there seemed to be a lot of people for whom that was the case, you know, people who are into games, uh, and might just like something that they have some kind of like grounding with, like they understand like the influences behind the thing, but it doesn't look like every single other video game. Well, like right? the, that original yeah. Forbidden planet style art that <clears throat> came out well, when Bioshock was very first announced. Yeah. Oh yeah, the November yeah, two thousand four like, right, stuff. I'm yeah. instantly going to be watching this game forever now that <laughs> yeah. I've seen that crazy. Exactly. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. points to to people for that. Yeah, I, it's incredibly heartening to hear that that the people that the weirdness ended up being an attractor rather than a, a deterrent because it was a very <clears throat> very correct kind of weirdness though. Like, yeah. Sweet. I mean, like, yeah, well. I was like, Psychonauts is a weird fucking game, and that is a good game. I like it a lot. Yeah, but like, game. I think that that game's weird in a way that people it might go kind what? of put people off or confuse yeah. them. Well, yeah. it, it, Although the, also it wasn't specifically sort of grounded in something. Psychonauts was the whole idea of it was every mind is a crazy, unique, independent thing, which is awesome. But it's totally it's it's like that was the point, like yeah. the entire good point of that game. Did you guys see the but, le- the leaders for like MTV that they did? Like it was, it was really sound like the the Psychonauts. Um, oh, it was like uh, the, the MTV bumpers MC bumper yeah bumpers yeah that's the right what? term no, like, wow yeah it's on the psychonauts wikipedia or uh, wiki i guess and uh they're just they're just yeah they're just bizarre and like it doesn't even say psychonauts like as advertising it's just completely there were weird little animated shorts that they it's just get yeah. yeah. for mtv like, getting their like art on yeah. on things yeah but it, yeah it's mm. just, i mean majesco had some weird was that majesco related because they had some weird yeah, things probably. like the willy wonka fucking cd where it's like five golden copies of psychonauts will win you a thousand <laughs> dollars and you're like what that's no, they, gonna sell your no actually game? yeah the, the, some 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 dev team should totally do that they really there there are 10 no, they, they did that there are 10 golden cds and you get to visit the development studios and then like that would be way more watch applicable. fat sad game developers eat chocolate or something you know <laughs> instead of instead of magical uh, gene wilder you know right, like yeah. and his palace of <laughs> and his palace of colorful wonder <laughs> come inside we've been waiting for you yeah, and it's just about a stanky cow it's just yeah. a bunch of dudes crunching we'll some quick yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got an original uh, Galaxian arcade machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's a chip tune uh, cover of Pure Imagination, and, and your and your soul. Oh man, speaking dies of chip tunes, just because you were comparing the Monkey Island music chip tunes, I wanted to point out how um, there's like a really interesting one of the really interesting things about PC gaming in that period was the music. Which was like, I mean, aside from the I'm stuff, but just how it was this weird midpoint between kind of traditional or- traditional orchestration and chip tunes. Like it didn't mm-hmm. have the like kind the wing of commander. Yeah, well, I mean, well, like all those games, like the LucasArts yeah. games, like all of them, like well, it didn't have the kind of like sharp nature of a chip tune where it was yeah that very yeah. distinctive video game sound. Well, it's mm-hmm. it had but sort it was, of like weird sort of poofy sound of the of the ad lib and sound right. Yeah, exactly. Led, it was FM synthesis led, rather yeah. than like rather than it sort of sound like waveform synthesis. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But it still it lent it ended up le- le- sort of lending itself to a fairly um identifiable kind of compositional style yeah. that pretty much completely disappeared. Like chiptunes have been kept alive because you can just go and like either emulate or actually obtain that like four channel or eight channel hardware or whatever and just keep doing stuff in that specific yeah. style. But MIDI has just sort of continued to evolve and so the point where it happened to be in the early nineties, it's basically like that whole mm-hmm. style. Is yeah. No it, it, it went away. Whereas it, you know, the, it, like, so yeah, the big difference being, uh, like the NES just had like, I think sine wave, square wave and you know, the, the, right. the, the, the four food and, and a noise channel. So the four food groups of, of chip tunes, triangle, uh, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forget. It have been a triangle. Yeah. Well, it, it varied based on, cause like on the NES, you could put different sound, actual sound chips and Konami, like the sound of Castlevania music oh, yeah, is in true. part determined yeah, by right. Konami's sound yeah, chip yeah, yeah. that they put on there versus the one that Nintendo used and all that stuff. But yeah, so that stuff was like really accessible and it, and it was more mainstream and recognizable. So it came back in a much bigger way. Whereas, Still used as the soundtrack to video games in all Hollywood movies. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Regardless definitely. of the age of as, the as well as uh, actually, yeah, we saw the wrestler uh, a weekend or two ago and and um, the, there's a, I'll, I'll, I, I hope I'm not spoiling anything major or anything, but there's a yeah, video game in that movie. Spoiler. The, there's a, yeah, there's a video game in it. The, the oh. video game isn't related to a spoiler or anything, but God. yeah, it's, it's, it's Mickey Rourke as a pro wrestler and uh, he's, pl- oh, now it's, I- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, yeah, he's playing an old NES game, specifically an NES, uh, but, it, but it's a fictional game of him in his glory days versus, versus, you know, his, his, his pro wrestling nemesis. And the visuals are actually like a nice, faithful like nes looking thing you know it's got the right palette and stuff but this and you know so that was clearly lovingly done you know someone and yeah but uh whereas the sounds are just like 2600 pac-man you know like that recognizable but super bland and not very not very full of character and it always it always makes me sad whenever yeah someone quotes chiptunes just completely you know reaching into a cultural uh more that they don't understand yeah and being like they they don't sound the same whereas yeah like you know me I, i like i like FM synth, that, that wouldn't be a hard specifically thing the sound to, like, of FM surely synth. Surely, multiple people on that crew could have been like, "Oh, well." Well, I mean, that probably was sent out to sound without yeah, sound, and whoever right. the sound engineer yeah, yeah, was yeah, was right. just like, "Oh, you want oh, like an old video, video game?" Really it, sound, it, it sounds like a video game, yeah. And and so yeah, anyone also, who have you guys heard that that fucking song, the girlfriend song with the rings or whatever. Like the put a ring on it song. I don't know what it's called or like who. Oh wait, Beyonce. Yeah, right. Okay. Does that does that not have like fucking space invaders sampled at sure, like yeah. random oh, I mean, like, times throughout the entire thing. You, you can plot the cultural trajectory of chiptune revival from, you know, 10 years ago, it was like, you know, Scandinavian nerds composing chiptunes in their basements to five years ago, like Beck used, you know, like Game Boy type sounds, you know, and now it's in, you know, it's in mainstream pop music. So, you know, it was that, and, and then it's going to get oversaturated and go away for a while. But it's not. And we can have like, it back. And but it's then, not done in like a in like a in a way that call, like it's it's just like this weird sound in the background it's like <laughs> bloop, bloop, that it's like not even at, on like a musical rhythm it's just like someone went into the sound some program nerd and just like in there yeah, right. it a bunch you, of times. you, you sure you weren't weird. hearing a mashup like the no the, no 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 because i've heard this song multiple times <laughs> yeah had a yeah. space invaders cabinet in the back of the booth <laughs> yeah. yeah that would be incredible i would actually be pretty pleased if that were the case actually i read something just yesterday or so about alec baldwin being addicted to galaga uh, wow. while he was, while he was on knots landing, 
Knott's wow. Landing, I, I barely even remember the show. I, I, yes. I, I bar- and so, yeah. And it, it that is, exists in like some recess of my mind. I know. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it, that is a, we talked about Coach on this show a couple weeks ago. So, whatever. You know, yeah. Coach Hammer. Essentially has more to do with No, no, Coach. Like, like, yeah. Starring. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, okay. Starring the starring, guy from The Stand. Uh, I think it was starring Coach. Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And coach um, as himself. But yeah, specifically just coach as the coach. Yeah, <laughs> specifically to loop back on chip tunes because yeah, like I'm yeah. I'm I'm seriously you know uh, for them. Uh, but yeah, like the the ad lib sound, uh, the ad lib and early sound blaster sound is specific. It's like one specific chip. I think the Yamaha OPL two, uh-huh. and it, and and yeah, it was FM synthesis. And so yeah, like uh, it it wasn't it wasn't like the super primitive like wave waveform type right, stuff that the NES had that stuff too. Um, like- previously yes yeah yeah they, well they had the beeper which was yeah. actually a lot worse like the tandy right. three voice thing was actually more like the nes because it had the three right. channel plus right, right, noise right. or something um i don't even know if it was three channels but the well, pc speaker is the most amazing thing in the world though. yeah did anyone yeah hear, like i didn't have a sound blaster for a really long time i'm i'm side sidetracking you this here. whole thing is a side track. no it's fine but yeah i i my friends had a sound blaster and i really wanted sound and it was either on a disc from a, like a local user group or bbs or something i found someone had written a like shitty as shit like waveform allows allows Windows to to recognize the oh, yeah. speaker as a waveform device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So you could play games with really really what? horrible sound blaster emulation, yeah. but it would just go. Oh, really? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like it's like oh, frequency no, it's like frequency horrible. modulated or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. it was actually there was actually a, 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 a everything a, sounded like the pole position lady basically. <laughs> yeah, or like yes. the double dribble guy. Yeah, <laughs> double dribble. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. There it is. Um, yeah. Th- there was and there was even uh, I think the Tex Murphy adventure games. Oh yeah. Um, the company that made those whose Access name I forget. Software. Access. Yeah. Access Software. Uh, and they also made like some golf games or something. Yeah, links. Uh, there you go. Yeah, they had this. They had this dropping the scoops. Yeah, them up. <laughs> totally, man. Um, they had this thing where yeah, they had figured out a pretty de- you know as good as you can hope from from the PC beeper, which is still <laughs> right. wretched. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they had figured out a way to get PCM sound at like you know. 200 200 uh, like two kilohertz or something through the internal speaker and they they called it real sound so yeah if you play the tex murphy real adventure sound. games there's like digitized photos and like pcm sound playing through your pc speaker and it's like this moody detective thing i don't think i ever actually played those games but i remember thinking like i don't think i want to play a game with people talking on an internal <laughs> yeah, speaker i would much i would much rather play LucasArts games that have like yeah that's the other like jihad for me in chiptunes is just like trying to emulate real instruments like this is a wavetable synth trumpet versus oh, yeah, just blows this always. is a yeah like yeah. this is this is total well, that's like what I'm talk- that's this exa- is a square right. wave and it's that's beautiful exactly what so I'm talking about with get the it out difference there. between yeah cuz i i mean most of i mean most of that stuff the whole reason that stuff is distinctive like i think a big 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 factor that led to music video game music of that era being so recognizable and unique in addition just to the actual like texture Quality of, of the, the sound, composition yeah. but it's also the fact that because they weren't <clears throat> usually directly trying to map an instrument to its real world role sometimes they were like obviously a lot of the like nintendo stuff was sort of modeling like bluegrass stuff or in some cases like metal bands Mm, but it ended up becoming so independent of that that it became its own style that wasn't that was no longer actually like corresponding like the bass guitar to hear or the trumpet to hear and it just right. became yeah. like this weird collection of well these are the three sounds you use plus yeah, the rhythm yeah. one and then yeah Argu- arguably better like like uh because the sega genesis also had an fm synth sound chip versus like the super nes which had you know 
kind of analogous to like a tracker type thing. I, th- I think they use like instrument patches or something. Oh, really? So yeah, the S- Sega Genesis music, if, if, if anyone was super into the Genesis has FM synth stuff and it's really great. Like there's a few Sega, like Genesis tracks, um, you know, and Mega Drive and 32X and whatever tracks that sound really fantastic because they're in the Japanese chiptune tradition and they're not trying to do real instruments. And it's just, yeah, it's beautiful stuff. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't have some of it. I don't have my MP3 collection with me, but I could, <laughs> yeah, I could, I could read some up. There's yeah. one track from Contra HC for the Sega Genesis. Wow. That's really freaking amazing that I heard I on like Kohino, that. one of those chiptune, uh, audio, you know, radio, internet yeah. radio streams or something. And, uh, yeah, so I, I became an admirer of Genesis when I realized that it used the same sound chip as like all my favorite old PC games. That's cool. Yeah. Sweet. And then we got tracker stuff where, you know, you had like Amiga stuff where you're playing little samples, yeah. but in a well, sequencer type still, thing. Yeah, that stuff is still yeah. like a huge scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. that's also closer to how, how like, real right, MIDI works these right. days. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Star oh, Control oh, 2. Actually, mm-hmm. also really yeah, quickly, so, yeah. I want to just because we mentioned earlier Monkey Island 2, like for anyone who does if get their hands on a copy of Monkey Island 2, you should download Scum VM, which is S-C-U-M-M-V-M.org. And it's just emulator software that runs all that, Lucas, all that old LucasArts stuff and a surprising number of other old adventure games, yep. like on basically any operating system you could ever fucking yeah. think and of, including the, like phones and yeah, phone Nintendo yet? DS, might, uh, just everything. It was on Jailbroken iPhone. It was on like, yep. mm. um, it's everywhere. Yeah. Modded Xboxes, your yeah. Dreamcast can run it. Right. That's open source there. Yeah. 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 It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and they've, yeah, they've like, they finished actual LucasArts scum engine emulation or, you know, interpretation a long time ago. And they've just started adding, like, yeah. I think in the past month they added seventh guest support. Oh, really? So just completely, yeah, just wow. like all these crazy yeah, FMV things the from the 90s. Revolution and... games. So like Beneath the Steel Sky. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, exactly. Which is Lord of the awesome Temptress. Game. Yep. Yeah. Beneath the Broken Sky Sword is awesome. games also. Broken Sword games. Yeah, exactly. So, and then like the Simon the Sorcerer games, which I never played, yep. but yep. those. We Legend love adventure of, games, apparently. Legend of Carandia. Uh, Are the Karandia games supported? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think they are. I think That's so. surprising. Because those were not yeah. based on the Sierra. Right, whatever. but I mean, they're owned by EA at this point. Well, none Because they yeah. were Westwood titles. It's just... I mean... Well, they don't, oh, they yeah, don't own true. the LucasArts stuff either. No, I mean, but I mean, they have sort of ongoing legal back and forth with LucasArts of like, let's make an agreement, let's yeah. not... You know, I mean, if you hang out on the Scum VM IRC channel, which I used to do for a while, they talk... <laughs> well, I, love it. I love that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, they used to talk about that stuff, but I, I think that's sort of at a stalemate. Like, but Revolution Software and a couple other uh, of the older yeah, they adventure developers stuff. totally just yep, donate, yeah. donate source code. Yeah. And like, yeah. uh, Beneath uh, the Still the, Sky is actually a freeware, freeware game at this yeah, point because as is Lord of the Tempers, once yeah. the, when that got supported in Scum VM, Revolution Software just released uh, the, the game pack data to the Scum VM guys as well. So, yeah, so you can download yeah. that for free. Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess... I, I haven't looked recently, but there was a legit way for many, many years to get uh, to get legit versions of all of the old LucasArts adventure games like Monkey Island 2 and stuff. Um, and it was like a big collection type thing. They don't have those um, anymore. Those exist on eBay only. Yeah, okay. you can't, so, there's yeah. no way to actually yep. get those like new. Yeah, yeah. And I think LucasArts a... loves their back catalog so much. <laughs> <laughs> that they keep it to themselves. It's, yeah. a, it's a treasure. Like, every five or six yeah. years, they mock North America by putting out like the XP and Vista compatible releases in Europe that they commissioned. Oh really? really? Yeah. The, oh yeah, that's I mean, right. To to dive into dorky LucasArts town, the guy who did all the mm. Mac ports in the '90s is still around, and he he's a, his name's Aaron Giles. He's a big contributor to Mame, and I, I'm sure he does other stuff as well. But he was contracted like uh, in the sort of mid 2000s, early 2000s to bring all of the back catalog up to to be modern Windows, DirectX, etc. compatible, and then they released them in Europe. 
<laughs> stuff. God. There's so, some places that, that actually like um, good old games apparently uses the DOSBox emulator. Yeah, DOSBox is DOS a different box, thing. Yeah. DOSBox just fully emulates a DOS machine, like 386 processor, yeah. uh, you know, Sound Blaster 16, all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, like there's a few places, like there's a few games that you can get on Steam, like Commander Keen uh, and stuff like that, that actually have DOSBox under the, the hood. Ids, and a they lot run of the it, they, stuff is integrated right in DOSBox. But yeah. I, th- I think some of the Gola games actually does use ScumVM. Like, oh, okay. I think I think if you get Beneath the Still Sky from it, oh sweet, yeah. Um, even though you can technically get that game for free, if you decide to right. play through it for it through Gullo Games, it'll all be pre-configured and stuff, so it'll just run mm-hmm. immediately through ScumVM. Sweet, yeah. nice. So yeah, video games, video games. We Preservation. Take a break. Yeah. Now that we've talked about zero current games, oh uh, yeah, we're gonna take a break. We're going we'll deep. Back. I, I take I take the blame for that. That's okay. Always, we yeah. we had nothing to talk about. Oh snap! Video games. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that break. Yeah, I sure yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't really have a break. Oh, yeah. Um, Fake break. I drank some iced tea. Sweet. I peed. You, you... Oh, that's, that's uh, short <laughs> British slang for pedophile. <laughs> nice. Mm. All right. I don't know. Okay. So anyway. Off on a good I, uh, foot. <laughs> I, Welcome. Uh, <laughs> mm. Welcome. I imagioned that. Well, never mind. I was thinking. <laughs> you know, like creaking the, door. Well, you know, like from Tommy by the Who, like the Tom, like the oh, Uncle yeah. Whatever's Holiday Camp, and yep, okay. ends with Welcome. All right, anyway, so uh, <laughs> so video oh, games. To, yeah, to quickly cap off all that that old retro stuff, I don't know why we have not talked about any new video games yet, but that's cool. Hopefully, you guys are cool with that. Um, I was playing a game on the internet today uh, called Gravity Hook. That is a little flash game that is very. Um, authentically retro with pretty awesome pixel art and really, really good chiptune music and the whole deal. It's just like a little point and click thing where you've got a guy who, uh, does he have a gravity hook? Yes. He shoot it up. It's like a grappling hook that you shoot up at these mines and you essentially use them to like swing higher and higher and higher and higher. And you just climb until you eventually either fall to your death or hit a mine. Um, it's really, it's just really fun. It's one of those games that like really is horrifyingly good at balancing on that edge between extremely addictive and horribly frustrating. Mm -hmm. So you're just like, Like, God fucking damn it. This is impossible. A little bit. It is kind of like that, but yeah, right. But just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but you won't just want to keep playing because it's so goddamn just fun. Like it's just a really simple mechanic that works really well. But I think. A thing I really liked about it, it's got a title screen with like dramatic pose of the dude and this artwork yeah, yeah. and this music. And the, and the plot is like once there was a man in a top secret <laughs> underground lair. Was it scrolling was text? Wondering how high it would go. Scrolling and text. Like, no. And it's just like, that's it was, great. It was classic. It was yeah, like, yeah. The, it was like the equivalent of, of, uh, of I don't know, like a, co- like sort of modern day underground comics that sort of poke fun at, kind of the over-the-top superhero stuff while also being that. You right. know what I mean? While, it's like, while simultaneously yeah. loving it. Yeah. Right. It's like the equivalent of that in yeah, game yeah. form. It's like clearly this guy knows how retarded like the plot of every old-school video game is. Also, he doesn't really care, and it's still pretty sweet, and he's just going to make yeah. a game that it's just like, this, rules. this fucking guy is going to go yeah, up yeah. a lot until he can't anymore. Yep, yep. The <laughs> Mega Man 9 box art was like yeah, a perfect right. example of that. It's like yeah. he is holding – he does have a gun arm <laughs> and is also holding and a gun. He has a gun. Yeah. That's, that's intentional. It's pretty sweet. It rules. Yeah. So yeah, this game. I'll, I'll put a link to it on the front page of our cool. site in our little list of games that we have. Someone suggested <laughs> we actually put links in that list, which they is a really know good where idea. To find cool. the games. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. talk about all these weird games that yeah. like, no one would ever know how to find. So you know, Far Cry Two, yeah. <laughs> Far Cry Two, Fallout Three, uh, Bioshock. You know, games no one's ever heard of, basically. Yeah. So. yeah. 
Um, I am a slave Steam. to actually. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack. Uh, what what what's a, what's another recent like AAA game? You know, like high dollar game that had aside from the Bionic Commando thing, obviously with a good like with a good grappling hook implementation. Tomb Raider has a pretty good one. Oh, okay. But you can only actually. I, I maybe I it's not that, that good because you can only use it in very specific cases. But uh, when yeah, you, when yeah, you can, yeah. it's fun. But this yeah, is it's a not, common right, trade of grappling like hooks. Yeah. Like the actually, Metroid Prime grappling hook was perfectly fine for what right, it was, but, but it was like prefixed grapple yeah, points that right. were designed to take you right. to very specific destinations yeah. and stuff. Whereas, yeah, like a truly like yeah, do it for real systemic grappling well, hook. The, the one in Tomb Raider, um, I will say, is actually completely physically driven, so it's not like the Metroid Prime one where it literally is just a scripted thing. Right. Like you can actually use it to swing to a place you might not have actually like, right. like, the but the designers design. had, had only picked out a few specific destiny like right. here the player will use the grappling hook to reach this thing and right. yeah it's a cool simulated physical exactly. toy but you right. know but i mean i i did use it yeah. in at least one case to bypass like a part of the level that i suspected was not the intention oh cool but that's yeah. not you know it's not like a game where you do a lot of sequence breaking at all sure you yeah know, I mean, but then it gave you an yeah. achievement and you felt <laughs> cheated <laughs> yeah but it, but it was yeah so I, I it's hard to actually though to think of one that really is a real yeah like genuinely i think it's one of those things as we slowly interpolate from retro games into into modern games uh, yeah. in our discussion, I, I think it's one of those Much things that... like an iMuse system would interpolate from one screen to the next. Oh, beautiful. Um, Does it with a picture of a grappling hook. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm guessing that a lot of developers bail on a fully physical one just because it's hard to make look right, you know? You're well, dealing also, with, I mean, you've got just got to worry about players. And make a character look right, good. Right, and, and then people also and, and yes, bananas. From a and the QA nightmare, issue, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. They're just crazy. It's the reason that, actually, yeah, we, we, we showed this, so uh, I, can, I can talk about it. The uh, there was uh, in an earlier Bioshock demo that we gave. I think the X06 demo, the hunting the big daddy thing. We showed someone, uh, the player, using the, tel- the teleport plasmid, and it's advertised in in the world in the game. We left some of those ads in, but we cut it because uh, yeah. it mm. it was as you might imagine if you've <laughs> thought about level design at all, like a potential QA nightmare, right? Where you're like, oh yeah, I can bypass this huge section or warp out of something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Shadowrun had a teleport thing, and I imagine mm. it must. It, yep. it was a multiplayer game, so it doesn't matter as much. Sure. Because you're, it, it's like arena levels as opposed to yep. Yep. sort of like a, a... Right, but you can't be like, I can see that over there. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, I mean, that's kind of just a problem with, you know, like increasingly, Games. well, just increasingly highly detailed three worlds. <laughs> like it is. Yeah. And interactivity, like the more of it you have, like just gets fucking hard. It, it's kind but of... Anything that is spatial like that is ridiculously hard. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of it's kind of parallel to the every game has to be serious nowadays or most, you know, a, a vast majority of games have to be super serious and yeah. all that kind of stuff That's nowadays true, is that yeah. they also have to, you know, hit a certain fidelity level and make everything within that fidelity level look good so that, you know, you really do believe that Laura Croft is a real person and doing all this stuff. I haven't played Tomb Raider yet, so I don't know what it what it right. bites off and doesn't. But well, um, the new one, uh, there's no yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but it's it's just I the, I, the it actual does... like plot of the game is so mind blowingly retarded and completely <laughs> fails to ever convince you that a real person would be doing these things. Does but, it does but, it surpass uh, it gravity for the gravity hook? Uh, it it is way dumber than the plot of Gravity. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were gonna say? Was it? I was just saying. Was it? Was it not nominated for the uh, yes. Writers Guild? Miraculously, yeah. I mean, using oh. miraculous in a in a certain sense of the word, it was nominated <laughs> for a Writers Guild Association Video Game Writing Award. Uh, astonishingly, I don't. Uh, 
possibly one of the dumbest video game stories I've seen in, in several months. Wow. I don't want to no. go further than months because with video games, like, yeah. you know. You, there's a high bar. Yeah. 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 Last year was the first year the WGA did awards, wasn't it? Yeah. And yes. it was, they had the sort of like amnesty where you don't need to be a member to submit your game last year, but they well, you have to be a member. Like, you have to be a member. Amnesty. Of their, actually, I, I, I wrote up a story and, and said like, you need to be a member to win this award. And then a, a dude from the WGA commented, WGA commented like, my story. sign up for the and WGA. It, well, no, he's like, he, he was clearly like really pissed and frustrated because he's like, ah, for the last fucking time, you only have to be a member of the video game writers caucus. Who <laughs> so, um, like, a caucus. What? And so I looked up and like, sounding. apparently you have to, to join this caucus, you have to have like, you know, fulfill, something like be credited in a game in a certain way or whatever and then pay them $75 and I'm like I, I'm sure the over even though $75 yeah. is not breaking the bank I'm sure the overwhelming majority of video game writers are not a member of this fucking caucus like I'm sure the only purpose of this thing is maybe your game will get this award that nobody cares about so yeah I, I'm gonna start a game designer caucus just because I like yeah yeah, I want to. I want to. I want. I want a, I want want a caucus. caucus. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> That's caucus. my quote. Yeah. I, want I want a caucus. A caucus. <laughs> yeah, JP LeBreton. Sweet. <laughs> so yeah, that game got nominated along with uh, Red Alert Three, which is sort of hilarious. Yeah, yeah, and uh, High School Girls, Dangerous High School, Dangerous High School Girls in Trouble. Girls in oh trouble. yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Do you know yeah, that the, game? Uh, yeah, I, I saw it a while ago, back when it was you know when it was first released, or they put out a demo or something. Great, great title. 1920s teenage girls in you know yeah flappers yeah yeah yeah, yep. yeah. flappers in uh, in 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 like a social a narrative driven social sim type thing it's pretty bizarre it's really. great so yeah. maybe so maybe that game along with the, one of the others Fallout Three maybe those were the actual ones that mm. of the five deserve the awards because I'm not so sure about the others but I'm sure mm. that yeah I don't know Red Alert Three has like real actors actually in Red Alert Three I in a in a certain light I I would consider giving that game some kind of writing or story award just because they stuck to their guns. You know what I mean? That's like the kind of thing where it's <laughs> yeah. like, whatever, you decided to just go fucking balls out the and you fu- and you board, know it's yeah. ridiculous and you fucking did it. They gravity fine. hooked? That's fine. Yeah, they it- fucking gravity hooked it. Like, <laughs> it's just, you know, this is, a, I can't criticize you for making this absurd because that's the whole point. Yep. It is you a, know? yeah, it is a I universe mean, where... Tomb Raider, it's just like, there's a zombie mom and a fucking, like, dark lair. <laughs> oh, I, oh, like, I have what? to play this now. What? Zombie Wait, mom? seriously? Yeah, and it's not tongue-in-cheek or, or funny. It's literally, oh, I guess you have a zombie mom. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> Every time you say that, I'm going to laugh. After title of the game, game, without weird. fail. <laughs> so, I, it really was, like, cringe-inducingly Sweet. stupid. Yes, so, yeah. cringe-inducingly sweet. Congrats uh, on the nomination. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm just irritated by it because yeah. I mean, surely there were better game scripts this year, but whatever. Um, yeah, Nick, you have not been on the podcast for weeks. What did yeah. you play during those for weeks? weeks? For week, I, <laughs> well, he hasn't recorded one for weeks. Yeah, yeah. So surely you've been playing a million games, millions. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I, I've been playing a lot of games that we talk about. So I started playing um, SimCity Four. And then from that, I, got, I I sort of went into simulations, and I, I played a lot of railroad games for some reason. I bought that railroad pack on Steam. <laughs> nice. which, oh, which nice! Like Sid Meier's Railroads, yeah. Railroad uh, Tycoon Two, and I never played Railroad Tycoon Three. But I, and unfortunately, I can't get it to run, which is becoming a problem on Steam when you buy old games. It's kind of really? strange that I've you can buy that problem, a game actually. and not. You know, it just completely crashes, and there are all kinds of problems. Wow! Well, I, I haven't had a hard that time. Getting are you on Vista or? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on Vista. 
I, I looked up uh, solutions to it, and I also had problems with Hitman Blood Money as well, which I'm also playing. Hmm. Really? But I, uh, what, what Vista That's like have? 2006. So yeah, yeah, I know. Has no excuse. 32 or 32. Yeah. I, I, had, I, I ran had that on 64-bit and work. had no I issues with what, it. But. I, re- I actually ran it on my laptop, which is XP32, and then my desktop, which is Vista 64, and neither mm-hmm. of them had no problems. PC yeah. gaming, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, railroads. By the way, speaking of, I mean, I don't know. Since you're here and you worked on Bioshock, I was really uh, gratified last month when uh, Ken Levine um, had. There was some interview with, I think, with Forbes, where he he talked about how sort of much affection he has for PC gaming and how he sort of wishes it would oh, have yeah. like a certain yep. level of, yep. of kind of notoriety that it, yep. that it had at a certain point. I just thought that was really cool because it seems like most designers and developers these days who come from a PC background are like scrambling over themselves to yeah. be like, oh, I mean, PC, yeah, but you know, I mean, I'm so excited to be on the Xbox 360. And I'm, just, <laughs> I'm so thrilled. I just let me like try to prove something, I guess, yeah, to right. like the people. I well, don't, like, I, I, I guess, yeah, it's funny. We were talking about this today at, at it's lunch. Fine it's fine the 360 yeah i think there was like an awkward there was a very awkward like growing up phase where um where yeah like pc develop there were a lot of pc developed like pc only developers uh like ion storm austin or something that that clearly had pc roots and and yeah human head studios i I worked for another company that was like doing pc games yeah um and uh and then you know like while i was there we started shifting to console development you know and that was like a, a, a totally common story you know and so it was like and i think yeah, that was that was there were there were a lot of bad games that came out in 2002, 2003, 2004-ish that were like PC developers doing their very first very ropey console game and still not really getting the memo about about a lot of the about a lot of the like just objectively good game design accessibility stuff, you know, because they were jumping into it. Right. And I think now at least and yeah, like actually uh Irrational now, you know, now 2K uh 2K Boston Australia, um that like uh BioShock was the first console game that we shipped yeah, you know no, like there know. was there was that game the lost that was supposed to be a ps2 and uh mm-hmm. xbox game i guess um but yeah so we were still coming around you know to you know we were all pc roots type people you know who were console literate and had been playing console games for years but yeah so i guess we had enough of a dose of either that yeah we didn't sound like total tools when we were talking about <laughs> being we also didn't have to say something like we were super excited to be working on the microsoft xbox 360 entertainment <laughs> right, console yeah. right, home right. system I mean, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like that happens. You got to do your pitch and whatever your publisher wants you to say things. That's fine. But like, I just, I sort of, I've just, it was nice to see a designer be like fucking, yeah, I don't know. I play oh, games yeah, like on yeah. a mouse and keyboard, whatever. Like, yeah, it's a good way to play a game. Yep. I mean, yep. it was just, I, I, it felt very frank and very like honest and as yeah, opposed yeah. to like, got to make sure I pitch the platform I'm currently. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Ken's super good about, you know, just being super, you know, I think a lot of people trust him because he's, he's so earnest and, you know, yeah. just <laughs> like that uh, all the time. And, and yeah, it's, it's great to hear because yeah, like PC gaming, you know, keeps yeah. PC gaming yeah. death gets <laughs> a, announced yeah, it's, it's and exaggerated every every few months, and yeah, right. I think at this point PC gaming is slashing its wrists in in a, in a series <laughs> yeah, of desperate cries fuck for you attention. Guys, I'm yeah. killing myself. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, fuck up already. Honestly, dude, like you know, you you play like you know uh, a a, P, a PC game on Steam that also requires a Windows Live login, and so you have like three different forms of copy protection and login right. and stuff. Although that I is PC say, gaming slashing its wrists in a well, desperate cry for attention. I will say that Steam and the games Windows Live are probably the least offensive 
offensive. Yes. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. Versions of that stuff. And it like, yeah. I, like Fallout 3, I played on PC and I had mm-hmm. no, yep, me too. Did, I didn't mind that it was Steam and cause it was way better than having like Star Force or some bullshit. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, definitely. at least, yeah. you know, I'd rather those have are a, systems a, that are added value in yes, some way. You know, exactly. it's like, it's, it's GFW DR- Live, you get the achievements, you get all your Xbox friends. Yeah. That's like actual shit that you can use. Mm-hmm. Steam is like, okay, what, Jake's. Oh. Does anyone else ever confuse Star Force and Stardock, or did they? <laughs> I, hope I think I'm I may have like yeah. the, most, the most aggressive, horrible, notorious That's DRM true. production shit, and yeah. the company who was like, who was like most the flag for, bearer. For yeah, like it's for true. Anti DRM. Yeah. How did I never really? Yeah, I, I, I I'm sure to be like, they. I'm sure. I, yeah, yeah, it's like. Well, I remember we had Stardock yeah. announces no DRM. Fuck that! It's like, wait a minute. No, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Oh, it's it's the different people. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. Really well, weird. I remember we had a redecorator in the '90s whose name was OJ Simpson. <laughs> he was. He didn't. He changed. He went by his like, you know, whatever his first name was, Oscar or something, for a, for a long time because he was just so beaten down by having to deal with horrible shit. People calling him on the phone, oh, like in the man. middle of the night, like all the time and stuff. Wow. Maybe. We talked about this on the podcast. The person who named their kid Adolf Hitler or something. Didn't we already go over that? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't an oops. It was definitely. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, definitely that very oops. deliberate. Oh, yeah. That's... Anyway. Did we talk about on on Second Street, like on the street I work, the the photographer <laughs> Adolf Gasser? Adolf Gasser. Maybe that's what we were th- Adolf what we were Gasser's about. photography. Yeah, yeah. Just the name Adolf in general doesn't seem much, that much right. use oh, nowadays. Right. Last yeah. name was Gasser. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's <laughs> that's intense. So anyway, speaking of that, games. Yeah. You've been playing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> speaking of Steam, like I yeah I bought oh, Steam. I bought a thousand million games on Steam, yeah. and I, one of them was Assassin's Creed, mm. and I finally oh, started. I speaking of Steam was an Adolf Gasser reference. Uh, <laughs> well, also speaking of the PC distribution platform, um, yeah. since I finished Tomb Raider, uh, I moved on to Assassin's Creed. I'm just kind of working through some of these games I never got around to, yeah. and uh, I. I, I don't know. I it mean, I, it doesn't suck. Like, <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, there was a whole Assassin's Creed the discussion. The beginning of that game is just laborious. Like, oh, the beginning is terrible. Oh, it's the so beginning bad. is terrible. It's like, like talk this about might with well, like just, the crazy like we're psyching you out and thinking you're in a tutorial, but actually yeah. you're not. Yeah. And like, you're should you remember these things? I don't know. Like, your the brain is going crazy. Like, what? <laughs> Holy the shit! Brain, oh well, no. There's all this stuff. Where yeah. you, did you play that game? Uh, I played like the first hour or two of it just recently too. So it's uh-huh. kind of fresh in my okay. mind, and I, I should go back to it. But yeah, I, I think I, I think I, I am experiencing in fast forward the Assassin's Creed discussion that happened about a year ago when it <laughs> right. came out. Yeah, because yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, it's like you know, it, it need it needed to be pushed further with the level design, but oh wow, it's really impressive in this regard. But oh, it kind of came up it's short just, and yeah. or whatever. It's well, I mean, it's, empty. it reminds me. I shouldn't say this, but it reminds me of Far Cry 2 in a oh, sense, no. in that, like... Of what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, record skip. It reminds... Like, just in that, it, it it's this really... It's this game where these... You've got these big environments that you yeah. run around, and there's these just discrete missions you have to solve yeah. that you can just kind of do. Like, you go pick them up and you just do them. But and, you don't get the wacky shit. Right, exactly, That's right. That's the problem with and, it. And the yeah. story, not enough like, that can happen. Right, the story will just progress when you do enough of these missions. Yeah. Like, which, by the way, works... Like the Spider-Man A lot games. of them are also... Like, works for me mm. in Far Cry 2, because I'm like, all right, this mission is I'm fucking sabotaging this guy. In Assassin's Creed, I'm like, oh, I guess I just eavesdropped to this dude, this dude and then I, like, like pick yeah. someone, yeah. and now I know that, like, I have to go... He's like, going what? to fall down, and I'm not going to help him. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like, you know, like, a thousand guys say that. Oh, my God, I'm going to cut off your hands. I mean, it's also because I play every game like a... 
thief. Stop, thief. <laughs> yep. Stop. I'm going to cut off your hands. <laughs> yeah. Stop, thief. Yeah. Why won't someone help me? Stop, thief. I'm going to cut off your hands. <laughs> and you know that there was like a development video before the game count where they're like, we were recording all this specialized dialogue. There's going to be like thousands well, of yeah. I will never see the same yeah. one twice. I was really actually dismayed. Like, <laughs> and a horrible I source control mishap. Yeah. Like, only the, three yeah. survived. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the first two dudes I saved, literally, <laughs> saved dude number one and saved dude number two had the exact same reply in the exact like the same, <laughs> voice, the same voice recording no it's like a big like minute long oh, thing man. you oh. can't skip any dialogue in this game any of it you can't yeah. skip any of it oh, so every yeah. time like, you anything no you can't do well, because because it locks actually, you in to like a five foot radius yeah it's yeah it's interactivized in a way that like they're, they're, they were trying to obviate its unskippability right and didn't work ended up just like <laughs> yeah. you're yeah. stuck in a little playpen so it just yeah. makes you go also, ah, running around I never know <laughs> yeah. how to save my progress in this game so like I'll try to quit out and I'm like alright where's save and it's like oh, interface yeah, right. with the animus and I'm yeah, like is God that does that it. mean save this <laughs> yeah. memory bank initiated and I'm like oh, yeah. is that that sort of sounds like that is, and then but I'll you know it, you've done it right when it says do not turn off or remove it never says that and <laughs> so how do they that only, certification no, 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 oh, that, only, that only no 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 that only happens during autosave I don't think you can manually save that's like, oh. like it checkpoints so, you when you complete a mission it checkpoints you right and so at one point I quit the game and it's like you know it gives you the thing do you sure you want to quit you will lose all the progress you save so I'm like fuck how do I fucking do it? Yeah. And so I yeah. finally, after trying every fucking menu, I just quit. And then I came back and I had to play like an hour of the game over again. Because I don't, like, there's no fucking way to force a save. Well, you know, I mean, quick quick save, quick load is for fucking babies. They so. don't have that. I know. It's, it's good. It's a game for men. <laughs> <laughs> what we need is save gems. Save gems. Daikatana, save gems. There you go. Mm. Solve the problem. Not really. But Not, yeah. I. Just, it's always good <laughs> bring to throw it, bring out. Bring it back to the retro oh, okay. PC. Well, you know, I, I figured, yeah, rather than jump straight back to 1987, I figured I'd, I'd peg it at 2000-ish. So. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. No, but anyway, I, the thing that sucks is that there's a lot of really cool systems and, like, potential in this game. I mean, just, just all of these sort of, just the way it, it, I mean, I guess part of it is just, like, IK and just all of the, like... Just limb stuff and just your character running from all. Oh yeah, that. it's amazing. I, I want that engine. I just want to tinker with it. Yeah. You know, wasn't there a reader mail beautiful. in response to the uh, the from last week we were talking about games? Uh, oh, games. Doing games like games sort of accidentally influencing real life, where you drive horribly or try to roll up streetlights after playing Gunmore. There was a guy who was talking about playing Assassin's Creed, <laughs> and then it made him want to be all stealth. Like, but then he realized that he was doing the horrible sort of like touching Swing. everyone. Oh, <laughs> touching everyone. Yeah. And then he, when and he realized like, when he that realized that he was awkwardly sort of like IKing his way through the crowd, <laughs> he, he had to stop. And yeah. uh, that's uh, that yeah. is one of the yeah. funniest things about that game to me. It's so that's definitely an extreme example of the kind of thing where when you're sitting there in your design meeting and you're like, man, it would be really cool if your guy sort of just like very stealthily kind of pushed his way through a crowd. But then you don't take into account that you're not there. No one's actually going to populate this game densely enough that you'd ever need to really do yeah. that. Right. So your guy was fucking way out of his way to like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hey buddy, just violating your personal <laughs> space <laughs> here. It is that it's really good. It's the guy just wearing, wearing a cloak. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 A farmer's market. Yeah. Just touching everyone. Right. And of course, <laughs> <laughs> if you run through a crowd, the game will go out of its way to punish you. So your dude will fucking go out of yeah, his right. way to like punch out it's a like fucking a three dude. Going You're on. like, no, I, I can I can make it. I can run through that. Like in real life, how you can fucking run through a space and not touch something. Yeah, right. no, your guy fucking re kicking people, fucking punching people, guards Falling over himself. I don't yeah. understand what causes guards to fucking decide you're an assassin and they've got to chase you. Mm. All of a sudden, I'll be I'll be leaping along the rooftops and they're like, you better get out of here. So I'm like, all right, fine. 
and they don't actually do anything. And then 10 minutes later, all of a sudden, it's like, it's a fucking assassin! Get the fucking guy! And I'm like, what? And it's just horrible. And then I've got to dive, like, over... I love, by the way, the fact that you just casually, it's like, I'm going to get away from these guards, so I'm going to scale this, like, 300-foot mm-hmm. fucking cathedral and then leap off into this hay bale that someone yeah, yeah. happened to put under it. Like, that's just kind it's of a... Six stories. Like, if this was a film, that would be some kind of climactic moment or, like, really impressive demonstration of ability. In this game, it's just so like, oh, five minutes, there it is, yeah. I'm just going to kind of run up this tower and, like, swan dive <laughs> off of it. It's like the it's like the Tomb Raider, like, swan dive thing that happens even if you're jumping into, like, a little two-foot puddle. Where it's, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you know, it's pretty dramatic. <laughs> Sweet. Anyway, Assassin's Creed. I'm dumping on this game more than I intended to, but uh, uh, <laughs> I think that's that kind of gets back to the the grappling hook principle of making certain stuff look good. You have to do an an insane amount of work. Like, yeah, just saying he will reach out and touch people as he pushes his way through the crowd. Yeah, thinking about that is <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Mind shattering yeah. math, yeah. math and just, a right. bunch of code and bugs and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, like it. So you know. show it every time he gets within three feet of a guy. Well, surely that's a part of it. It's <laughs> yeah. like we better yeah, fucking we, we show have to pay off. Shit. I know. Like that. that, that is, and that's always such a cart driving though. the horse. Yeah, like, it does suck. Yeah. If yeah. games have that tech and it happens few enough times that it stands out. Like when I first saw, you know, Assassin's Creed, like everyone else, you see that you're just like, holy fucking shit! Right? Yeah. Well, like, like that, like that Splinter Cell game when the guy's walking around in crowds, you're just like, fuck, this is amazing, or the Hitman thing, or whatever. Right? Yeah. But, yeah. But, it's also but, like Star Wars Force Unleashed, right? I mean, like they've got this one like really cool thing that they show <laughs> yeah. in the trailer, and you're like, man, that game looks sweet. And then you play it, and that's all you do the whole yeah, fucking like time. GTA Four, the guy hours. spends the entire time with one foot off of the curb. <laughs> 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 yeah, when I play it, GTA actually like I think they just used like I don't think there was anything in the game that was depending on their little character driven physics stuff. No, it just, no it but just it just kind of coolness. it kind of kind of made everything ambiently exactly, better as opposed right. to driving a major portion right. of the core design or yeah, something. Yeah. That's and that's. Well, it's a happy, yeah, it's, it's much more of a happy accident. It's, and it's, and it's avoiding setting yourself up for, a, for, for, for a sad time. And well, yeah. It's just an issue of sort of trying to model a world or trying to specifically force systems into like uh, the character's hands. You know what I mean? It's like an Assassin's yeah, Creed. Definitely. They weren't modeling that because that was like a realistic part of the world. It was because this is what your guy does all that. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? It wasn't like if <laughs> yeah, this needs people. to occur, it'll happen. It's the whole point is that we've shown this in every fucking trailer and your guy is this is how he walks for some reason like you know it, yeah I, I, it's something that makes me wish that the, the industry in general was much better at prototyping because early mm-hmm. on you know like early in a game's development um you could say hey we're pretty sure that a guy should blend into crowds and that involves touching people and you know if if we could if we had more of a prototyping phase that was that where you could actually double back or scrap ideas or something then you could be like okay actually it's ridiculous and it doesn't actually give you great feedback or doesn't enhance I mean, the, the, the actual stealth that much or something and then you would you would get there but that's another thing that because development is so high cost that every little bit yeah. of work it's like well a programmer spent like four weeks right prototyping this and pr- pr- you know prototypes should take a day and i don't know i i listened to a chris he- to the chris hecker mm, yeah. um uh talk recently on on prototyping i mean it was, it's several years old but it was just really inspiring because it's like oh yeah sometimes you don't have to throw yourself off of a cliff as far as development expending development resources on something that you that you're uncertain will actually pay off i think people are completely afraid to, to prototype stuff in 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 the, the sort of framing of because you might have to throw it away just because um people are still everything is rebuilt people are so concerned with yeah with building something scratch yeah, that's from true. scratch like okay mm-hmm. if that assassin's creed thing was too extreme but the system was cool in theory you could shelve it and bring back elements of it in a future title but there's no way that would happen because there's right. no way that the the project would would 
be open to the concept of using old code. I mean, yeah, there's, 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 there's yeah. a, not invented here syndrome. There's, there's, and, a, there's a rise in middleware and, you know, like renderers and just core tech like Unreal or whatever. But the amount the amount of wheels that are reinvented on every single project yeah, is, is still so huge. Yeah, that, yeah it's like, insane. Yeah, it's it's it's, I mean, it's how it's, many times do you have to rewrite a fucking weapon system for a first person shooter? Like, well, and really? and, and part yeah. of the part of the answer is be, w- certainly when a console generation changes, and that's something that there was a news story. Like I think someone from Microsoft actually recently said yeah. Uh, said yeah, uh, we don't like I we hope that the console generation or we think that the console generation will be longer and that companies won't start you know thinking about releasing something new until like twenty twenty eleven um, because yeah, and I, like I for <laughs> one. Really Really welcome I mean, that because than that. Like, because yeah, like just, like just one more taking, full dev cycle. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know that's that's the thing. Like nowadays, it takes enough time that like what it's you, so long. You yeah. build an engine and then you get two games out of it. Couldn't you just have written an, you know a, a more scale you know well I mean those two games with Gama more Sutra, special case we've stuff. Had, we've had a number like a number of job postings for for stuff where it's like come work on a game for the next next generation and there's already companies doing like r&d like not just the not just the hardware manufacturers but actual like software companies like publishers yeah that are gearing up for fucking nexty nexty next i I don't i don't think there's i I think very 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 few people like john carmack did an interview like within the past year or something where he was like i don't really know what it's going to be i'm researching some stuff right now like some voxel bait you know sparse voxel sparse voxel octrees yeah i mean and 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 it sounds it sounds cool and i geeked out um but yeah if if and if even he doesn't no, then and Intel. Well, yeah. Intel is like chasing after like a purely software well, rendering, got, software ray tracing, Larabee, you know, and then yeah, and stuff like that. Like then you know, it, of course, it sounds really like people are just trying stuff out, and that there's not a clear direction forward like there was last generation, where it was like, okay, well, we can probably add more cores, and developers will have to bite off parallel parallelizing their code and all that stuff. So yeah, I really, I as a developer, I really hope that we can settle down a little bit and not fire our like build beautiful, spend several years building. beautiful beautiful tools and then just launch them into the sun when a new uh when a new when a new console comes out because <laughs> yeah. damn i want to play more late generation games because those are always the and best the looking wins. best playing ones <laughs> no everybody loses because there will be developers who are probably like getting pulled up you know who would like no, to do I something mean, smaller I mean and riskier on pc and they the just longer get... the generation goes on right the oh that's the true PC yeah the pc relative. will look more Fucking like hot PC, stuff yeah hell yeah yeah because well pcs <laughs> will definitely have like yeah if if, if there's a sparse voxel octree thing that takes like eight cores or something dollars then, yeah. then, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's like, a, I mean, to keep your PC competitive and to keep your PC looking better than a console, you're buying three consoles over the I, course yeah, of the console and, and yeah, yeah. I am because I suck. Apparently, you're buying. A couple. Well, it's it's not. I mean, system yeah. requirements lately haven't been too bad. Like, Donald yeah. War is surprisingly stuff. Low. Like, stuff Donald is actually too. not. But it's going to look like a PS3 at this point. I mean, but if if we're talking about 2010, 2011, oh, and yeah. you're buying yeah. your your PCI ex, uh, Extreme uh, 3.0, <laughs> PCI Extreme, yeah, whatever it is, PCI Express, yeah. Uh, three video it's, card it's that's like the width of like four PCI slots and has like yeah, but that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you but, you never actually have to buy that. Stuff. I mean, right now a mid range to get to get the most out of your PC. Yeah, but but well, yeah, the but thing I mean, is, man, yeah, wait, it's I like a, I mean, I guess I have a graphics <laughs> yeah, eight screens, nineteen hundred by twelve hundred, like sixteen tap anti aliasing. I know a, that, I that's know. crap. I have a graphics card. No one needs that to enjoy old, a game. Two years old at this point, my graphics card, and it. I run most games that come out at nineteen twenty by twelve hundred. Yeah, I mean it's pretty preposterous, that's, and that's ludicrous, yeah. man. I I still play games like granted I have like kind of a crappy little like CRT monitor or something, uh-huh. but I play games in like 1024 or or 1280 or something. Yeah, you know, with like a little anti-aliasing or something. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I I make games for a living, and I don't 
really ki- like I do not need to be running crisis with the well, no it's true you I, know, built, in I helped like my friend put together a, pixels by I hope I helped my friend put together a PC basically mainly for left for dead like by the way the steam sale plus the existence of left for dead had been an amazing way to get people into PC gaming mm. but, oh yeah but uh, yes. anyway he he was just using his old monitor which was 1024 uh, by 768 mm-hmm. and so I just gave him my old video card which is like older than the one I have now and every fucking setting could be turned to the max because yeah. it oh, was just small resolution yeah. and it was still that's cool that's HD D. I mean, that's still yeah. Like that is more vertical pixels vertical than, 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 than the 720p lot, console. So, I mean, yeah. So I mean, it was yeah. like, I mean, that is dirt cheap. It cost him fucking zero dollars. I, 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 I think there's like a vocal minority or something who does spend a hell of a lot on you know really top of the line PCs and stuff, and they tiny, and they overclock tiny, it and tiny stuff minority. so that they can have Crisis at like you know a few more pixels by right. a few more pixels with you know and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and obviously like the hardware companies are, are catering to them. And I think it's just this little, like, you know, it, it's this little hive that manages to convince the entire rest of the scene, you know, and like anytime there's a game mentioned on Slashdot or something, a bunch of dudes storm in and say, oh, well, you're going to need a $1,500 PC right. at the very least I mean, to play that. that. You know, I spent a thousand bucks on my last PC like two years ago. I played Fallout 3, I, I'm, uh, you know, and yeah. all that stuff. And like, it's fine. On the other hand, I, I, put together my previous PC, or I guess it is my current PC, but it's been sort of mutated since then. Right. Right. I guess like around the time the 360 came out or a little bit before, and it couldn't run Bioshock or anything using that vintage of Unreal stuff for shit. Mm. And I mean, I've, mm. I've since dropped just two fifty three hundred dollars on a new video card, but like over the lifespan of the Xbox 360, that was getting, getting the, the, uh, CPU, the motherboard so that I could upgrade to support the original PCI Express and get a video oh, card for that. Yeah. Yeah. And now, if I want to be competitive to be able to actually play, if I want to be able to play Fallout and Far Cry, that rig is crap. I well, so, it's, I mean, it's, then it's, that's three hundred dollars. It's definitely worth like researching I'm, because yeah, there are certain. I'm like, not saying it's bad. I, yeah, no, I, I, I could have I mean, timed my purchases yes, better. Yeah, yeah sometimes you're stuck. There's yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah, there's definitely obviously there's, anything where you're building your own shit. There's always going to be the possibility yeah, that this is a worthless conversation. Yeah. There's an element Sorry, of like, but I just, I mean, I guess my point was, I think, I do think that PC gaming often. Like, though surely it is more of a pain in the ass than just buying a console, I think people sometimes take that inch and then take oh, a mile yeah. and are just like, and then you're going to have to fucking spend $3,000. Yeah, that's yeah. Crap. Like, yeah. I mean, no, yeah. don't listen to the three guys on the forum who say you, you have to spend $3,000. It is sort of a Dell fear and play most games. Like, yeah. the, the people who are, like, afraid Whatever. of, you know, I mean, if, you're not, if you don't internet. own a console, you know... People who you know they they rile you up to the point where you're like, man, you know, I want to play Fallout Three, but I, I, you know, I, I better buy a fucking PC that's like two thousand dollars, yeah. otherwise it's gonna you know run like crap. And I mean, I think people like preemptively, you know, uh, upgrade and because they're, they're afraid that they're gonna yeah, have problems. Yeah, like that yeah. Day. Preemptive you know, like, up- upgrading really, is I really totally. Want, I really want this to run perfectly, so I better buy all this yep. stuff. Even just so even it, after you know, I upgrade so I all of my shit, I still run through Half Life Two first. <laughs> I did that for a long time, yeah, yeah. just because honestly, yep. starting up that game, like I, I, that was the first thing I did when I got my new, my current monitor, which is a it's an old Apple Cinema mm-hmm. display that I got from a friend for a discount, and it's like a big ass fucking twenty four inch like nineteen twenty by twelve hundred. And the first thing I did was load up Half Life Two and just turn every single option up to the max right. and put mm-hmm. it in native res and, then and walk out like, the door into City this Seventeen. Is fucking awesome. sweet, yep. yeah. Like it's yeah. just awesome. Yep. Anyway, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't. I guess. Maybe I'm sounding like a butthurt PC gamer who's pissed at the internet, but <laughs> so I don't want to. I don't want to maybe devolve too much into that horrible mode. But but I, I was yeah. having a discussion with somebody recently about you know why argue for the PC you know outside of the fact that you have a keyboard and a mouse and that it's a different mm-hmm. you know control scheme you know when you have a multi-platform game like why you know why argue for PC gaming even you know as, as like an institution but 
I well, was, I, there's, well, there's two different things. There's for multi-platform, which I think that's way down just to personal preference. Yeah. Then there's as an institution. And I think there's plenty of reasons to argue for sure, the PC yeah. as an institution. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I was playing Dead Space recently, which is a game that I really like, uh, to counter Assassin's Creed talk, but, um, <laughs> uh, and uh, I was playing it on the PC and I can't, it, first of all, it's a really scary game. Like I was surprisingly scary, like for a video game. Like I typically when a game says it's going to be scary, it's just fucking bullshit. But so that's, <laughs> why, that's why you were out last week. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Too scared. <laughs> with fear. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't think it would be nearly as scary on, on the console. Cause I think there's mm. that distance and I feel like that's you're not in the dark room. Well, like no, you don't have your headphones. Syndrome. Well, right. Yeah, and I think like, that that's I'm fucking right up to that this. I think people Bullshit. sort yeah. of, you know, underestimate with that's the interesting, There's that's that like intimacy point. that you have. Oh, absolutely. With the, yeah. With the experience that well, I don't think. Yeah. Just like you specifically using a mouse and being about a foot and a half from a screen. I, yeah. I feel much more like I'm there. I like immersion isn't like a huge value for me or anything, mm-hmm. but like I still walk playing stalker on PC. I, I felt like I was, I felt like I was there and, yeah. you know, that gave me a layer of engagement with it. And yeah, that's the thing. Like all the, all the money aside and, and, you know, hardware dealings and hassles aside, the choice really does come down to, do I want to play this on the couch? Uh, yeah. like, yeah, sitting next to my wife or do I want to play it with a mouse and keyboard, you, you know, in that intimate space right. of the monitor? And that's really like everything else is kind of moot aside from that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I, I got PC fallout on, on steam because I was like, I, I, I need to run mods if there's going to be awesome mods for it. And it's the, it seems like the kind of world that I want to be up really close to. Right. And then I ended up really regretting it because I put, you know, uh, a, a lot of hours into it. And I was, and you know, like when my wife and I play games, you know, it's, it's, it's really nice to just be able to kick back and right. do it leisurely because as it turns out, fallout three's world is just so huge and sprawling that you're like, ah, I'm going to go over here and it ended up being more like GTA, mm. you know, than than Stalker, say. Uh, even right. though it, even though it's it's more tonally and mechanically similar to Stalker. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it's but interesting. like for for me, it really does come down to just that simple like choice of, of venue. Right. Um, yeah. it, that's all important. Yeah, that's an interesting observation about Fall. I played through the whole thing on PC. I actually own it for 360, but I haven't ever played on 360 yet, except at press events and stuff. But I didn't I didn't have so much of that. I guess probably part of it is because. At that time, there were so many goddamn games I needed to play mm. that I wasn't fully in that mode of just like leisurely, yeah, kind of yep, sort of yeah. exploring. Yep. Everything. Everyone was hammered. I, yeah, I put definitely way more hours into that game than I do your average game. But yeah, I didn't get fully into just sort of I'm just kind of living in Fallout mm-hmm. like the yep. way a lot of people did with Oblivion because I I never yeah, was like that yeah, with yeah. either. These friends of ours, yeah, like we would we, for like a month or two, yeah, like we would you know you can track their progress when you look at them on uh, on Xbox Live, right? You know, and it's like oh yeah, they're they're level 15 going, and then at some point they rolled over. They were like, okay, wait, they started a new game and they're doing <laughs> an evil playthrough now because they have a whole bunch of evil playthrough achievements, right? And then third playthrough, oh god, yeah, they they got the seriously into achievements. It. There are some neutral things. Uh, yes. And then, yeah. so the third playthrough, I think they did a neutral achievement and then they were done. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I can't justify that to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like I'm so behind on games that I can't, yeah. I can't yeah, sit there and yeah. play the same game 18 fucking times. <laughs> so anyway, Far Cry 2. Far Cry 2? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that. Speaking of that, you guys want to do some reader mail? Yeah, let's do some reader mail. Cool. Um, actually, since Jake, you brought up the dude who, who swam through the crowds in an assassin-like manner. Um, we we did get some other people who wrote in about their own stories of video games invading their lives. Yeah, this is um, the you've played a video game so long straight 
that your brain switches into that mode, <laughs> right. basically. So here's here's James Small. He writes, I really identified with the games affecting real life, such as Guitar Hero making everything appear to go up or burn out, encouraging near misses. When I was staying at a hotel in Montreal and I had an entire weekend with nothing to do, I decided to do a mammoth session of stuntman ignition. I thought he was going to say elevator action, which would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm impressed that this guy... He says had the equipment to play stuntman ignition at a hotel, a hotel yeah. for a weekend. Like wh- what? Anyway, it's not handheld. Stunt? No, that was a console game. Wow. Yeah, mm. it was actually really cool. I think an underappreciated game. Hmm. Um, I played it so long that when I walked to work on Monday, I was constantly eyeing my terrain for stunt jumps as well as objects that I could walk close to or gap. Which <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. definitely very true with like ramps and shit. That's not too far from the burnout. Yeah, kind of thing. This game is. I can totally see this game too because this game's all you're in very sort of well some of it anyway you're in these very like typical urban environments and right. it's like you're going through alleys and yep, right, going yep. up little like wooden yeah. ramps and shit like yeah, things cities. that are littered yeah, GTA around has cities. definitely made me reassess the yeah. um, like the car carriers the, like the car <laughs> yeah. carrier trucks like right. i yeah. can take that mm, yeah. it never works even in gta so it probably <laughs> wouldn't work in yeah. real life yeah <laughs> I've, I've yeah i i spent a lot of time thinking about that i'm like well it's like three inches off the ground my tires the are probably like it. yeah like yeah anyway um so AINS writes, hearing your discussion about video games affecting you when you're not playing them, I was reminded of two that I can remember. Back when I was in university around 1993, a friend brought his Amiga 500 along so we could play sensible soccer. We also played a lot of four-player mm-hmm. Bomberman. After a huge amount of time playing Bomberman, we, or at least I, when walking down corridors to lectures or whatever, used to automatically click into Bomberman mode. If I dropped one here, it would go up that corridor. Right? corridor. Yep, I could yep. move around this way, get the pickup. Uh, it became a layer of consciousness over my own. In fact, thinking about it, it should become a mandatory training game for those organizations wishing destruction upon others. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Play this game Murder nonstop simulator. for four weeks, then you'll be ready. Become at one with the device. I hope this email doesn't get picked up by the Department of Homeland security oh yeah for their benefit please don't kick my door in and put me in jail when i get my back doors kicked in it's just a joke uh i'm english we find this shit funny (laughs) fair enough hence the sensible soccer yeah exactly bravo um then he adds i I also i've also noticed the guitar hero effect he says when i used to work on a farm when i was a teenager you'll see why in a minute grating potatoes the way potatoes are bagged goes thus man real world facts to be delivered The harvester dumps them in or digs them up and dumps them into a trailer. When the trailer's full, it goes back into the farm and dumps them into the potato grating machine. The potatoes get taken up into the machine and chumps like me stand there and pick out the bad ones. The table is made up of a bunch of rollers continually flowing left. When something went wrong under the machine, the stop button got slammed and the whole world would start sliding right under my eyes. Uh, That's awesome. That's the story. That's pretty hilarious. So where's Potato Hero? That's clearly potato the game factory we need. employee. Yeah. Serious uh, games. It's it's an obscure <laughs> sim in Japan from the that, makers of Bus know. Driver. Yeah. yeah, and Guitar Hero in, a, in its third <laughs> sequel in Japan. Yeah. yeah. So here's TTG from NeoGaf. He says, the stories about video games affecting real-world situations are awesome. That's actually happened to me with two games, both on long, wa- both on long walks to school, strangely. The first was Jet Grind Radio. I could, that game was awesome. Um, yes. I remember that I could... That was me adding that. I remember that I couldn't stop <laughs> looking at rails and crap, thinking of the best way you could string a combo together. The second and much more interesting one was the original Knights of the Old Republic. I played the whole game in a way where I had to save right before an important dialogue tree. Oh my god. And then reload... To, <laughs> I've done this. And then reload to see where the conversation would go if I I'd picked a different route. I hate that. Actually, I've never actually done that. I've always saved as if I was going to do that. But then you know that. So my RPG, yep. like my Fallout, my Fallout saves had hundreds of saves. Mm-hmm. Literally. They were so big that it started like... Think about all the possible universes you created with those saves. Yeah. yeah. It was preposterous. All the special Star Trek The Next Generation episodes <laughs> you yeah. created just by... Yeah. So uh, I don't know. The, I don't get that joke, but whatever. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> 
I'm sure it was funny. <laughs> I so played the whole game in a way where I had to save, okay, etc. Um, after playing till about 3 a.m. the night before, on my walk to school, I noticed a good-looking girl across the street. My first <laughs> oh. thought was to go talk to her and then reload if shit didn't go yeah. the way I thought it would. Yeah, that's awesome. That actually, <laughs> yeah, uh, not the girl part, sadly, but the... Uh, these these stories remind me. I I played a lot of Worms Armageddon for quite a while, mm. like for way too long, and uh, for a while I lived in the second floor of a house. Wait, which game? Uh, Worms Armageddon. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, the third you had one. you had to walk yeah. around to the back to get into the house, but the front had a balcony, and I would always look at it and be like, I could fucking ninja rope that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my ninja god, rope. the ninja rope! Every yeah. every yeah. day when I would get out of my, my car, life. a gravity hook of sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, those games. I just so wanted to gravity hook that shit. Yeah, God, but. Ninja Rope. I, that was one of the... By the way, like, speaking of, of... I mean, similar thing between the Ninja Rope and stuff like Assassin's Creed, the platforming. Really, all I want in these games is a game that literally capitalizes just on the crazy, like, spatial fucking, like, swinging around they do. Like, in Assassin's Creed, I want a game that is entirely about fucking running around and fucking finding shit on roofs like you can do in Crackdown. Oh, yeah, and, like, just pure in, expressive movement. Right. And Actually, like, wow, I promised myself I wasn't going to do this, but the I, I I made this... Don't don't look at it. Um, I, I, the, <laughs> we will look at it. The, the, uh, the game that I submitted to the IGF uh, oh, yeah. recently um, is, yeah, it's kind of all about it's like quake trick jumping but with like a totally abstract art style <laughs> nice. that's awesome because it, yeah and so you like climb up walls and launch yourself off of weird lead you know and it's all What's like it cubist called? architecture it's called purity um Sweet. because cool. yeah it doesn't look like anything and uh yeah it's all about grapple yeah the, quake done quake. there's there's a grapple hook type thing yeah and it was kind of inspired from quake speed runs but right. also like uh were those videos called the ones where they like just did the most insane rocket yeah bullseyes from trick like, trick, yeah, away, yeah yeah like, if you search yeah. trick jump on youtube or yeah. something you'll probably that yeah it was amazing yeah yeah it's, yeah it's yeah and it's such a high it takes such a high degree of skill do people such still a, use uh, kmfdm as the soundtrack for those videos? <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably yes probably they do yeah or like scandinavian techno or something yeah. yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, that's cool. Though. We Actually, up purity. Yeah, I. Oh man, it's it's just. Like, I'm an IGF honestly, judge, but that wasn't one of my games. Oh, okay. So I, I have wow. I have the FTP, so I can just. Oh, okay. Download it. Yeah, I mean, I've got it on my side and stuff, but um, but oh, yeah, okay. it's it, honestly it's unfinished. So like, check back in a year, and I might have something decent, but probably not. But um, I have something to throw onto the real life video game experiences thing Good. is that uh, back in college, uh, I had a, a very near meld because I was I was making a, a quick a Quake 1 map, because that was the hot game at the time. I was making a Quake 1 map of our dorm complex, you know, and it was like several buildings. Yeah. Used to be a crappy old hotel in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, And I was making this Quake map, and, you know, I was... I was using like brick. I was using like relatively approximate materials because they're they're actually like it was like a red brick thing and all that kind of stuff. And there were like torches on the walls where there were lamp fixtures and stuff. And I used that like black, totally black sky texture. And I remember working for like hours at a time on the level. And then I compiled it, played, ran around it and stuff. Walked outside of my dorm room and saw something that was so similar that I felt like kind of a weird inverse vertigo <laughs> right. because I was looking at yeah, the same thing and yeah. I had been used to running around it, but I didn't move as fast as the quake guy and I would die if I jumped <laughs> yeah, off the railings or something. No friction Cause I usually like, don't get that <laughs> sort of feeling at all, right. but it was the, 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 the meld was so strong because I had been intimately connected with weird. this space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish real life had quake one physics, but yeah. yeah. That's, anyway, that's pretty cool. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's yeah. continue with, uh, yeah, more stories. Radar mail. Um, so, wait, with what? Radar mail. Okay. Uh, anyway, so Mar, <laughs> Mar from the, also from NeoGAF writes, uh, just to comment on the real life subject, um, I've had plenty of times when I've played too much and the images stay in my head, etc. But there's only one time when it actually alarmed me. 
Oh, I like this one. This was I read this actually already. Um, quite some time ago, I decided to do the last achievement for Dead Rising, the one where you need to survive for seven days in the game's infinite <laughs> mode. This mode leaves you in the shopping mall to survive as long as you can while your health bar slowly ticks down over time. Because of that, you have to go around collecting food to eat to build your health back up or to kill other survivors and steal their food. This, of course, means fighting said survivors as well as zombies to traverse the mall itself. The extra layer of difficulty is that there's no save game in this mode. You can pause it, but of course that pauses the time as well. To actually survive for 7 in-game days, you must play the game without saving for about 16 real-world hours. With your health ticking down, you have to eat something approximately every 10 to 15 minutes in-game, not counting health loss from damage. So I had my plan. Play half one day and then do the rest the next. However, this is great, I was so paranoid that my 360 was going to explode overnight while I was sleeping oh. that I only managed about 2 hours of sleep. I love that he was so concerned that his actual hardware would fail. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's hilarious. Um, Emergent game mechanics. Yeah, exactly. I got up and kept playing, determined to finish the game before some real-world occurrence ended my progress. I did it and turned the machine off, happy that I'd done the hardest thing to do in this game. The problem started to occur when I noticed the background music in the mall didn't stop when I turned the console off. This wasn't something where the music was stuck in my head. I could actually hear it. I tried not to think about it too much and sat in my computer room and discussed my achievement with friends on IRC, but the music was still playing. I started to panic a little. I'd never experienced <laughs> anything like this before. I did my best to keep calm and focus my attention on something else. I was positive that if I thought about this too much, I was going to com go completely insane or have a full-on panic attack. Eventually, I went to bed, the music still playing. I slept for 12 hours, got up, and the music was gone. I was cured, but my God, that scared the shit out of me. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. That's a pretty nice. good story. I like that. Yeah. Because I could imagine that, where you get to the point where you're like, I, I objectively know I'm imagining this, but what the fuck? Why can I still hear it? Yeah. Like it's real. <laughs> I'm going crazy, in fact, is what's happening. That's so good. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, this week I've had the fucking Tetris music stuck in my head all goddamn day. It's really irritating. This I mean, week you've had it in your head all day. Song well, one or song yeah, two? Yeah, for multiple days. Uh, I don't know. The do 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 do. Yeah, the, the one that. Uh, yeah, it's a traditional Russian tune, actually. Yeah, well, I can't. I haven't played that game in a while. I don't know why I thought of it, but anyway, yeah. it's been driving me crazy at work. Um, all right, so here Oblong Schlong writes. I had this with Pokemon Red. I played it for 13 straight... That was, by the way, the last Pokemon game that I played was the first one. Hmm. Um, I had this with Pokemon Red. I played it for 13 straight hours, and when I stopped, I continued to hear sounds. I made sure the system was off. It was. I took the cartridge out and stared at it, utterly confused. What, was, what I was hearing was some awful amalgamation of the game's various tracks. Three seconds of one thing, awkwardly morphing into two seconds of another, and so on. Bleep, bleep. <laughs> that is the worst. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was that's... intensely freaked out and went to tell my dad, just seeking reassurance that I'd not broken my brain and the sounds would stop <laughs> he listened carefully when i explained he laughed and swiveled his chair back around in his office <laughs> there's that guy's compassionate dad <laughs> eventually the sound stopped and his so. dad was professor oak <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> cut to black yep yeah cool nice oh yeah by the way a couple of those dudes are from neogaf thanks to neogaf for uh linking the shit out of our podcast last week uh we actually made it onto the list of top gaming podcasts on itunes for a couple days we were, we're not the on number it anymore, one explicit cast we were the number one explicit Ooh, podcast explicit. which is pretty sweet we, we got up to number six or something which is kind of hilarious number six in the video games is the list of explicitness no <laughs> no no well we, we were just the top they were, like, we were the top explicit, explicit video game cast just because there weren't any other explicit ones higher than us for a few days but huh. but uh but yeah so, that was, so cool. that was cool. We're not on it anymore, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think I contributed much explicit ex, explicivity. Well, fuck you. <laughs> All right. Just say it. Hmm? 
<laughs> it's peer pressure here on Idle Thumbs. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, we should probably we should probably wrap this show up around now. It's getting long. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening. Cool. Thanks, yeah. JP, for coming over. Yes. Yeah, appreciate uh, it. Thanks for thanks very much for having me. Absolutely. And I'm sorry if I dragged us into one too many retro game tangents. No, it's cool. No, it's cool. People it's love retro games. Everyone loves retro All right. games. I'm glad. They're good old games. DCDL wink. It's January 14th, 2009, and this podcast is equipped with a contextual real-time... What? <laughs> walkthrough system. Walkthrough system. A contextual real-time walkthrough... What was it? Jesus Christ. I can't remember this sort of shit. Contextual real-time walkthrough system. Oh, that's all I knew. That. That's, that's nothing. <laughs> it's January 14th, 2009, and this podcast is equipped with a contextual real-time walkthrough system. <laughs> I hate these. Why did I start them? Because Richard Garrett was in space. I I just wanted to do that one, and then everyone wanted me to keep doing it. Just think of it as like the first thing that you say on a date with someone you've never dated before. That's the worst. It's January for you, fucker. (laughs) Stop making... I didn't know you were going to start. You're making an air noise. It's shit. (laughs) I knew that was going to happen. Starring me. It's January 14th, 2009. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) It's January 14th, 2009. And this is Idle Thumbs. <laughs> it's January 14th, 2000. You fucking bastard fucking whore. I'm Boostmaster.